It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now up to, to bat, Brett Boone. Matter of fact, who are some of your favorite guys uh, during your time in the big leagues that you just sit around and you love to watch them hit? Could be BP, could be the game. Yeah, so when I first started in the big leagues, uh, your dad was, you know, my, my coach, uh, my manager. But I always loved watching some of the veterans, you know, the Gary Gaetti's, um, the Greg Gagne's, Wally Joyner's. I watched him play as a teammate of your dad's in Anaheim. And then when I when I came over to um, Oakland, um, you know, getting getting to play with the Eric Chavez's, the Jack Cuss. I always I always was drawn to the power guys. And then when I came to Seattle, I, I know you played a lot longer than I did, but I was teammates with with Junior and Ichiro and Beltre and getting to play with those three Hall of Famers, getting to watch them swing. Gosh, it was incredible. You talked about if you can pick and choose. I mean, if I had Ichiro's hand-eye coordination and ability to barrel up balls, if I had Beltre's just tenacity and ability to fight through injuries to play. I mean, I saw Beltre take a ground ball in between the legs. He ruptured a testicle, and he was out there wiping away tears at third base and said, you ain't going to take me off the field. That guy, when he goes in the Hall of Fame, we'll probably both be there, but he was just so mentally tough and physically just an incredible ball player. And then Griffey Jr., the kid, to see that pretty left-handed swing, um, I'll tell you a funny story, Booney, because I think you'll appreciate this. You were a lot like me. You were pretty, you were pretty diligent about your preparation to get ready for a game. And then, you know, when you go out and hit 38 or 40 homers and you drive in 130 runs, people think, oh, it's just because you work hard and you're, you know, you, you get in the gym and you, you're in the cage a lot. No, it's preparation. It's preparation. I'll never forget when I was with Seattle. Um, it's opening day. We're, uh, we're flying to Minnesota. And our hitting coach is walking down the, the center aisle of our charter jet. And he's got this big binder. And he's walking by and talking to Russell Branion. And he's talking to Adrian Beltre and Ichiro and me. And he's going through the whole, the whole lineup. And he's asking guys, what do you want to know? I'm up to hit tomorrow night against the Minnesota Twins. What do you want to know? What information do you want? And each guy had different things. I, I was a guy that said, I want to know – the pitcher's uh, velocity on his fastball. I want to know percentages of his pitches, what, what percentage he throws fastball, slider, what percentage, and what percentage he throws changeup or whatever his third or fourth pitch is, and then where he likes to traditionally 
throw the ball? His, is, is he outside guy? Is he inside? Is he up? And I would just kind of go with that. But I got to, he got to junior. So, you know, junior, when we played with him, he always sat on row 24, 24A was his seat. He's number, he's the kid. And I, I was always, you know, sitting next to him on 24D. And I hear this, Booney, it's the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, Alan Cockrell was our hitting coach. I remember well, Ace, Alan. You remember Alan, Ace? Well, Ace, uh, you want to know what I want when I hit? Well, I figure this, Ace. Every pitcher is going to have a fastball. He might cut it. He might sink it. He might throw a four-seamer. Um, every pitcher is going to have a breaking ball. Might be a curveball. Might be a slider. Might be a sweeper. And uh, every pitcher is going to have a changeup. Might be a fork ball. Might be the Trevor Hoffman ball. Might be a circle change. Might be a split. So he said, Ace, T-baller. He goes, five-year-olds five hit balls off the tee. That's for T-ballers. Little girls play softball, underhand toss. And he says, so um, what do I need? He says, uh, when we hit in the cage, you'll never see me in there. I will never hit off a tee. I'll never hit off a guy throwing underhand. That's for little girls. And he said, when, when we are hitting on the field, I'll hit all day. I want to hit a live arm every day. But what information do I need? Ace, I figure every pitcher's got a fastball. Everyone's got a breaking ball. Everyone's got a changeup. So you know what? I'm good. Wait. He goes, I don't need anything from you, Ace. I'm never going to ask you for a scout report. So here we are, Booney, the next night. Okay, we're in Minnesota. They bring in some guy, some lefty in the bullpen. It's the seventh inning. We're down a run. Now pitching number 77. I, I can't remember the guy's name. Latin pitcher comes in, and I'm watching him warm up because I'm, I'm hitting after junior. The guy's throwing 96, 97, nasty slider. And I look over at junior. He never went over to Alan Cockrell to get a scouting report. In fact, he's looking up at the front row talking to some little six-year-old kid, having a conversation with him as the guy jogs in. He throws his eight warm-up pitches, and then he hears, now batting number 24, Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, I'll see you later, kid. Walks up to home plate. There's no way I just he didn't he didn't watch the guy throw one pitch. Doesn't know who's pitching. Doesn't know how fast he throws. Didn't look at a scouting report. He goes up and first pitch he did his patented Ken Griffey Jr. take. Next pitch, upper deck home run to tie it. He came around high five and I'm going man like did I just witness what I witnessed? And I'll I'll, I'll finish with this Booney. Myself and Junior are eating um, sushi one night in, Sac in San Francisco at Azuno's. And um, we had a glass of sake. We're having some sushi. It's a great night. And uh, Ichiro asked Junior, hey, Junior, do you think if you prepared like I did, you know, um, my workout regimen, my scouting reports, everything that I do, he goes, do you think you'd have maybe 800 home runs? And Junior goes, shoot, Ichiro. If I was a robot like you, showing up at 201, eating my dang seven itchy wings, eating my rice balls with plums in them, he's like, man, I'd be so jacked up. I'd probably have about 100 home runs. Man, you're a robot. And it was just so funny to see the difference. You know, you played with both those guys for a long time to see the level of high level of preparation on some and then just the God-given natural ability to, like Ken Griffey Jr., the greatest probably swing ever, but the, the, the ability that he had to just turn off all the noise and just go approach it like it was a wiffle ball game 
in the front yard of his house as like a 12 year old little kid and to do it without injury, probably the greatest to ever do it um, just blew my mind. So did you ever have any, do you ever have any stories like that oh, with Ichiro I, or Junior? Ichi, you're right. Ichi would, pre- he'd prepare the rice balls. I, I got on the rice balls too. I thought there was something to it. So his <laughs> wife would, would make me rice balls as well. But Junior, <laughs> Junior Sween was my first piece of humble pie in the big leagues. Um, because I thought, you know, I got through the minor leagues pretty quick. I got to the big leagues. I thought I was a hot shot. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm sitting across from Junior. Who's on his like third year in the big leagues? Already been an All Star twice, and he's twenty one years old. And we're the we're the same age. We're the same age, and I'm going. I think I'm good. That's when I really realized what the greatness you're talking about is. He's he's the most natural talent I've ever seen. He's the best player I've ever played with. And yes, I I, I remember Jay Buner sitting me down when I first got to the big leagues and goes, you know, we're talking hitting and and what this guy's got and what that guy's got. And, and we'd come to Junior, and he'd be like, Brett, you're going to realize this. He's different than the rest of us. <laughs> Don't even pay attention to him. And, I mean, I'd be sitting in a team meeting, or not a team meeting, but guys sitting around before a game. And Edgar, I'd always go to Edgar when I was a young player, and I'd say, Poppy, what's this guy got tonight? We'd be going over. He's probably going to try to get you out with the break of all two strikes. He likes to do this, you know, yada, yada. And uh, Kenny'd walk by, and I'd look at Kenny, and I'd say, what do you think, Kenny? Give me something on this picture tonight. And he would just, like you said, he'd have his hat on backwards. He'd look at me. He goes, yeah. "Booney, I just see ball, hit ball," and he would, <laughs> he would just keep going. And and the rest of us would look around, and Buna would look at me like I told you, don't even pay attention to him. He's different. He <laughs> he truly was. I mean, I've I've got I don't have enough time for the stories, but yeah, the, the, the things like you're talking about hitting the ball in the upper deck, it, he he did it all the time, and you were amazed. And, and it was just, and it was so aloof about it. You know, I think deep down when, when the cameras weren't rolling and we weren't around junior prepared more than he lets on, but uh, yeah, he, he's truly the most, the most talented guy I've ever played with and been around. Um, yeah, me too, Boney. And, and I'll say this before we turn the page on junior, he is definitely the best player I ever played with by far, but also the most humble, humble superstar that I was able to ever to share a, a locker room with, including when we would play in the all-star games, you know, we're playing against the best in the world, Boney, and, and we're teammates with the best in the world. And we're being looked at as doing things that nobody else can do. But Junior was just always so humble. He never wanted to talk about himself. He always wanted to talk about Melissa and their three children. And um, he's just incredible. It was very, it was very refreshing to share a locker room with him and go, man, this is how Ken Griffey Jr. acts. He's, he loves his wife, loves his kids. He's out there, looks like he's playing wiffle ball out there, and he makes it look so easy and just incredible um, sharing stories about the great junior. Yeah, he he is. He was he was like it, the weird part about junior is I, you know, we all have father figures and guys that pass down information and, and knowledge from experience, and it's usually somebody older in our life. I remember that first year in the big leagues because I had a tough time. You know, I was just trying to show everybody that I proved everybody that I belonged here. And, and my first 100, 120 at bats were rough. And <laughs> and Kenny sitting there, you know, like I said, same age. We're peers. Yeah. But 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 it seemed like he was a 10 year veteran. 
you know, and, yep. and I remember on the side when nobody was looking, he'd pull me aside <laughs> and have those fatherly talks. But I used to, pit, you know, I'd, I'd look at myself like this guy's the same age as me and he's talking to me <laughs> like he's my dad. But he had that much more experience and he was that much more ahead of us from a baseball yes, IQ standpoint at the same age. So it was yep. incredible. I have some cool stuff from 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 early on in my career. Um, Swain known as one of the nicest guys in the game. Uh, currently, you're a special advisor for the Kansas City Royals, correct? Yes, and, sir. And I, I wanted to touch on this real quick. Uh, yep. In this world today, and it's different, you know, iPhones, everything's on camera. You got you to gotta mind your P's and Q's. We've all yep. been absolutely uh, scolded verbally in, in, a, in a visiting stadium. You know, a lot of we've, we've got to let it roll off our back for the most part. You know, uh, guys yelling at you, you know, you, you kind of take it for what it is. This is a job. This comes with the territory. But as a special advisor, what advice do you give to the young kids today? How to handle that? Because it is a different media. You can't go anywhere without somebody recording, especially yeah. if you're a high profile player. Do you have any advice to these guys today? I saw, I saw a clip with Rendon recently. And uh, by the way, when he reached up to the crowd in Oakland, I did the same thing in about 2002, just wanted to scare the guys, you know, he's talking about yeah. my mom and maybe it was a rough night and I did the same thing. It didn't get caught on camera. Yeah. But no cell phones back then. Right. Um, advice to the young players today on how to handle it. Cause it is, everybody wants a PC. Everybody's today's society. Everybody's looking to, to maybe take something from you to get a reaction yeah. from you as a player. What's your advice to the younger players today? So a couple of quick things, Booney, I know we're wrapping things up, but number one, never say anything about Sue Boone. <laughs> that's, that's Bob's beautiful wife. of fifty. Plus and, they, and they, and they wouldn't name her as Sue. They just say your mom and you can fill in the rest. <laughs> so number one, never mess with Sue Boone. Uh, number two, um, I was I was super blessed when I got done playing with the Royals, uh, and I retired in 2011. They named a an award, organizational award, named after me, which is given to the player that best represents the team on and off the field. So um, my role as an advisor is I meet with these guys and I share with them the importance of your legacy and not only representing the Kansas City Royals while you're playing from seven o'clock to ten o'clock or one o'clock to four o'clock on a day game. But it's when you leave this clubhouse and there's 50 kids waiting in the parking lot, your job's not done yet. When you wake up the next morning and you go to breakfast at first watch in some little big league town or even a minor league town, maybe it's um, the Cracker Barrel or Cracker Barrels or the Benihana's of the South, uh, the uh, Waffle House, <laughs> um, that you're, you're representing the Kansas City Royals at that time. When you, if you go out and have a beverage after a game, it, and you're hanging out with your teammates, you're still a Kansas City Royal. And to make sure that you represent the Royals on and off the field, because if you don't, despite how well you play the game, your opportunities will will shrink and be limited. So that's the way I do it. And I walk alongside these guys, Boney. And um, yeah, it's just, it, it's my, my way to get back. And hopefully when these guys get to the big leagues, that they're prepared emotionally um, to, when you do get booed, at another stadium that it's, it's just like water off your back. I know speaking probably for you, Booney, when you go into Yankee stadium and they announce your name and you get booed, it feels good. Cause you're like, Oh man, they know, right. they know it, that I'm like, here to play. It's like they're cheering yeah. you. It, it's, they're cheering you. It, it's a compliment. The, the, 
the hard part, I, I don't know, I don't think you ever got booed at home. I had a I had a sports talk radio show host in Kansas City that made it his daily goal to just crucify me. I never listened to the garbage, but some of his cronies that would listen to him would come out and boo you. When you're booed at home, it hurts. But to have the humility to not respond to that, that's what separates the good men from the great. So just try my I guess my goal is was always to be rooted in humility. And the thing is if they are booing me at home, I can always say they're booning me. That, 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 you know, that was my fallback. Hey, hey, hey Brett, they're booing you. They're saying boon. Always. Boon. They're always, yeah, always boon. saying boon. A lot of people probably don't know this, Mike, uh, about our families. And, and we've got a weird way we're intertwined. Let, let me set this up for the people out there listening to the Boom podcast. Uh, Mike Sweeney played for my father as, as, we, as we covered. In A ball and double A, my manager was Mike Sweeney's father-in-law, Jim Nettles, the famous Nettles brothers, uh, Jim and Craig Nettles. That's your father-in-law. He has a daughter named Shara, who when I was in A ball in Peninsula was probably 12 or 13 years old. So fast forward, Mike's in the big leagues, I'm in the big leagues. This is the early 2000s. I haven't seen Shara since she's a little girl, basically. Yeah, that's right. And I'm coming out of the Kansas City Royals visiting locker room, and I'm going to the tunnel, I'm going to the bus. And this woman comes running up to me, almost, well, no, I, I'm almost like I really know you, but I'm thinking <laughs> we're in the tunnel, fans aren't allowed here. It's just yeah. got to be somebody's family. And she gives me a hug. She goes, It's Shara. I'm now married to Mike Sweeney. And I looked at her. You talk about a moment and I go, oh, my goodness. I just remember her a few years back running around with with dad, Jim, in Peninsula, yes. in Peninsula. So Batgirl that year. Ironically. It, uh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and uh, so that's how we're intertwined. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's super cool. And then. Going back, even when, when I was in high school, you were maybe a year or two older than me, but I was so grateful to play with Aaron. We got to play scout league together, and uh, Aaron became one of my good friends, and we played against each other in the minor leagues and the big leagues. And then your, your, your amazing brother, Matt, uh, owns Boone Action Turf. He, he did my whole turf property here in, in San Diego. So the Boone family and the Sweeney families have been connected for many years, and by the grace of God, we'll continue to be that way, Booney. Well, Michael, I appreciate you coming on, man. A lot of fun. Uh, what a great player, great family man, great guy. Uh, captain of the Kansas City Royals from 2003 to 2007. I mentioned it at the top five-time All-Star. 2015, uh, you got inducted to the Kansas City Hall of Fame. Pretty awesome. 297 for a career, 215 homers. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. And for all of you out there listening to the Boone podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Boone! 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.